0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. As I'm sure you know as you're listening to this podcast, John McCain, the senator from Arizona, has died. It's in the news, it's on every broadcast, it's on every news source on the internet. And I want to talk to you just for a moment about some things that I learned from John McCain. I only met him once um, some of some of his uh grandchildren are friends of mine. Um, I don't, I'm not claiming any close connection at all. I simply admired him. Uh, I simply learned from him. And so let me talk to you just for a few moments in the midst of all of these tributes that are happening and before he is even buried at the U S Naval Academy, by the way, which I'm thrilled for, because of course I live not too far away and plan to visit his grave often. But, uh, before, uh, in the middle of all of these other tributes, let me tell you what, um, I have gained most from the life of John McCain. Uh, first of all, there's there's a story that's often not told, or at least not remembered very much about his life, that has always stuck with me and has challenged me as a man. We all know that he was captured during the Vietnam War. We all know that he spent years in a prisoner of war camp. Uh, we all know that he went through that period of time in a Vietnamese prisoner of war camp, um, which has been described as when hell was in session. His. Body was deformed from the experience um, and he had to battle off some deformity of soul. But what touches me, what moves me, and what inspires me about that time uh, was that John McCain, earlier in his life, had been an Episcopal acolyte. He had grown up in a military family, a Navy family. Um, they had wanted to train him right. And so they had, they had him as an acolyte, basically a, a young man who's an assistant to Episcopal priests. You've seen this before, I'm sure, that maybe when the Pope does Mass at St. Peter's in Rome, or, or, or maybe you go to a church like that. So these are young men, boys, really teenagers um, who are dressed in robes and they're assisting, they're handing the priest the things they need. They're holding books, they're carrying crosses or they're carrying candles or carrying Bibles or things like that. That's what John McCain was as a young boy. Well, As a result of being an acolyte, as a result of being raised in that environment, he just automatically learned a lot of the language of an Episcopal service, of Christian lore, of Christian heritage. So he, of course, would have known the Lord's Prayer. He, of course, would have known parts of the Book of Common Prayer. He would have known the Apostles' Creed. He may have known the Nicene Creed. Um, He had memorized large portions of, uh, of hymns. Because he sang them all the time and knew them, Um, he 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 knew certain sayings, certain phrases. He knew a little bit of the difference between an Easter liturgy and a regular liturgy, etc., etc., etc. Well, the reason that's relevant is that when he was in a prisoner of war camp just having uh, incarnated just having taken in those words that sense uh, that, that, that 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 language from christian heritage it virtually made him the chaplain of his fellow prisoners uh, he could suggest hymns, he could teach them a Christian language. He could teach them parts of the Book of Common Prayer. He could help them learn um, the great creeds and some of the great hymns from history and so just by having absorbed the language, uh, even though I think he would say he wasn 't you know that deeply spiritual, I mean he was definitely a Christian in the sense that he went to a, went to a Christian church, came from a Christian family and, and 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 was a god and country devoted to God and country. the fact is that I don't think he would have said he was that pious at that time. In fact, he's, I've actually heard him say that. But the point is that because he had taken in that language, he it became a reality to him. It began to explode in his soul while he was a prisoner of war, and he began to lead others with that language and virtually became the chaplain of his fellow prisoners of war. There were specific services, Christmas Eve services, things like that, in which he could bring that language up from his many years of being an acolyte. This moves me. This touches me. This makes me want to remember memorize poems and, and creeds and things of that nature, uh, things that are important to me, things that challenge me as a man, things that inspire me as a Christian. And I, I actually have, uh, it, I use Mac devices, so I have a, a section called Notes on all my devices. Those of you who use Mac devices will know what I'm talking about. And in the Notes section, I, I have had for years a section called McCain's. That's what I'll call them for the rest of my life. The McCain's it's language, it's hymns, it's poems, it's verses, it's liturgies that I want to remember, uh, and make part of my life. Not because I might be captured one day. I mean, I suppose that could happen, but I don't live that front line of a life. Um, but because I want that stuff living in my soul. The second thing that inspires me about John McCain, uh, is that he was a mess. You, You need to know this and he's not hidden it from us, um, he was he was not the best student and and messed up at the naval academy even though he graduated um he when he came back from being a POW he, he he has said publicly again i'm not picking on him he said all of this he drank too much he abandoned his his first wife um he he messed up he messed up his life he caroused around um when he got into politics, he has admitted he made mistakes, and I'm not just gunning. I'm not talking about Sarah Palin necessarily. He made other mistakes, he made position mistakes, policy mistakes. Um, he has a temper. He got angry. He was crass with uh, with the reporters. Uh, he was harsh with some of his people, um, and people are remembering that today. People are people are saying, you know, this was this was not a perfect man. But what I love about him, what I'm inspired by uh, in his life, is that he rose above those things. Today, amidst all the tributes, those things are being said in passing. They're being said as though they're things he overcame. What's being remembered is his grace and his nobility. Um, And what I specifically love is that he's being remembered for kindness. He's being remembered for civic grace, as Peggy Noonan called it. He's being remembered, for example, for the fact that he has asked his two political opponents, both of whom bested him in their race, to speak at his funeral, Barack Obama. And George W. Bush, uh, he's being remembered for uh, for being kind to people. He's being remembered for saying kind things about Barack Obama while he was running against him. He said, "I can't wish him luck, but I can wish him well." I mean, this is this is something we don't have very much on our national scene. And so, what I love is that John McCain bested himself, he mastered himself, he, he, he arose above his earlier uh, way of life. Um, I, I only know one McCain grandchild, and it's a, it's a grandchild uh, connected uh, from, from, through the line of the first wife. So this is the side of the family that was sort of abandoned and diminished. And I, again, I'm not trying to get into family dirt. I don't know enough to even know the dirt. But that's got to be painful. That's got to be hard. Um, so I'm, I'm not lost on the fact that McCain could be difficult. At the same time, at the at, 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 throughout his life, as as he as he got older and as he learned lessons, um, he was kind. He was forgiving. He was gracious. Um, he could he could forgive. He could let people off the hook. Uh, he he could speak well of his opponents. And that's what he's being remembered for. I assure you that that nobody really is remembering today, you know, the drunken years or the abandonment of his wife or the or the carousing around. He actually used the word whoring in a speech I heard. Um, they're not really remembering that. I mean, they might, it might come to mind, but he so lived beyond that. He so created a legacy beyond that, that uh it's not what people have to, to dwell upon. And this this means a lot to me because we're all gonna make mistakes. I certainly have. Uh we're all gonna make mistakes, but the the potential is there for us to live and create a legacy beyond our lesser selves, beyond the lesser angels of our nature, the demons of our nature, and live instead, as Lincoln said, in the better angels of our nature. And I, I'm thrilled to know that. I'm thrilled to know. Uh, thank God I haven't made massive life-deforming you know, kinds of mistakes. I haven't killed anybody. you know. I haven't murdered anybody. I haven't gone to jail. I mean, I'm talking about big, massive things. I've certainly made mistakes. I've certainly wronged people. I've certainly done things I shouldn't have done. Um, but the, but the good news is that in this life, both because there is a God and because this is the elasticity of the human soul, we can live in such a way that we live, that we create a legacy beyond our lesser selves. And that's what John McCain means to me. One more thing. You know, I have said many times, because this politics is largely about public affairs and about uh, what's going on in the world and about politics to some degree, I've said many times that I am right of center, but I'm not extreme right. And that's exactly true. It's where my Christian faith lands me. It's where my understanding of American politics lands me. In fact, most Americans are slightly right of center, according to polls. And that's where I am. And I appreciated the fact that John McCain held that territory and championed it. You know, there were times he had to take on the extreme religious right. Now, I need to say quickly that I I largely agree with the basic uh, positions of the religious right, while I disagree with many times their anger and their tactics and their compromise um, and their being more political than they are Christian. And John McCain brought that up. He, He called certain preachers, Agents of intolerance, and uh, and by the way, at that moment, given what he was addressing, which was some some racism that had come against him, he was right. Um, he was definitely right of center. He was definitely conservative, but he was not extreme right. He could reach to the left. He could build coalitions. He could work with Teddy Kennedy. He could work on mccain feingold He could do things that needed to be done uh, across the aisle. And he's going to be lionized in the Senate for that because it's so rare today. In fact, I, I do hope that they rename the Russell Building, um, the McCain Building in D.C. I'm there often and I, I would love to say that name <laughs> often. I honor Mr. Russell, but uh, he's several generations back. I, I really hope that that this, that this building is renamed for, for John McCain because I'd love to spend the rest of my life saying I'm going to a meeting at the McCain Building, which I say about every month when I'm in D.C. So I love John McCain because he was wise and moderate and tempered and capable of being a conservative, but realizing that not only compromise is necessary, but, uh, being able to hold two competing thoughts in your mind at the same time. I'm, I'm not saying that you want to be a conservative and compromise all of your values. That's not what, what what John McCain ever did. But eventually, somebody's got to say, well, I can come three inches your way if you can come three inches my way so we can get some dang legislation to the floor. That That's what, that's what John McCain did, and it's why he was so effective. And not, so not only did he stand where I stand politically, but he was able to work from that stance um, as a champion of reason and as a champion champion of when necessary compromise. And yet he was fierce about other things. He was, he was fierce about the use of torture in warfare. He was fierce about, he never compromised on that because it was something he knew well, and he did not want to see part of our national life. So I honor John McCain. I'm grateful for his life. I'm grateful for his faith. I'm grateful for his love of country, but I'm grateful for these three things and they will shape my life as long as I live.